Hi, this is Elliot, host of Inspired Edinburgh. Please come and check out our Facebook page for all of the latest updates. If I could ask a small favour, please could you subscribe and review our show on iTunes. By doing this, you'll be helping us reach a wider audience and have a greater impact by challenging perceptions and encouraging people to live a more conscious life. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the show, and I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to Inspired Edinburgh, the home of powerful conversations. I'm Elliot Reeves, and my guest today is Jack Robertson. Jack is the singing sensation of Scotland. At age 12, you performed at the Fourth One Awards, where you shared the stage with Jason Donovan, Charlene Spiteri, James Blunt, Alicia Dixon, and the Stereophonics. A year later, you won Festival for Stars and were handpicked by Robin Gibb to sing at the Bee Gees 50th anniversary gig alongside Lulu, Bill Wyman and Beverly Knight. Your soaring vocals and cutting-edge sound have drawn favourable comparisons with Sam Smith and your cover of his song Writing on the Wall has had well in excess of 100,000 YouTube views. Most recently, you've released your second single, Enough. You've featured on TV and in the press, and you performed at the world's first time-travelling dance party, Hot Dove Time Machine. Jack, I'm out of breath. I'm astonished. It's brilliant to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Elliot. Yeah, you're bringing up memories. (laughs) Bringing up good memories from the past. Yeah. Good, though. Good. uh, You've done your research. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Probably a distant memory now. I know. I know it is. It's amazing memories. A lot of great memories and stories. So it's been good. Good so far. That's brilliant. We let it continue. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So... As we, we usually do, it would be brilliant if you could start with just a bit of sort of context around your background, what your life was like growing up, and I suppose how you originally got involved in music. Yeah, I've got, I feel like I've got, well, I feel like I have a very normal family. Um, <laughs> I've been very lucky. My mum and dad are very supportive. I've had a very supportive mum and dad from the start, a brother that does a lot behind the scenes for me. Um, and yeah, apart from that, I've got a great family around that. Um, that really are supportive and I've always been supportive and my mum and dad never really knew I could sing it was normally an auntie um, uh, that pushed it um, in a good way mm-hmm. and before I knew it I was just started to get recognised or people would go by the way he's he's doing the right thing keep, <laughs> keep him doing the singing and uh, so I'm glad I stuck with it and it's gave me such amazing opportunities over the years and Buzzies I can only describe um, on stage, and mm-hmm. that's where I love it. And if I can perform live for the rest of my life, and this is my job, then it's good. Then I'll <laughs> take that. I'll take that because it's great. I love it. I love brilliant. What I do. Brilliant. What, what's like your earliest memory of kind of you know having something resonate with you around so- a song or music? It was mainly singing to films or really? mimicking radio, but mainly really young. It was movies whether it was Disney films or musicals sort of thing. And it was just me mimicking what I was hearing on telly and people basically saying to my mum, that's not normal. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's the story she tells. And that, so that's kind of the... And I do remember kind of just singing along to anything I, I remembered. And then, uh, yeah, I just, about eight years old is when I first would remember the words, could remember the words and stand up to two or three songs and people would just yeah book me or ask me to do different little things at eight oh can mm-hmm. you do an hour can you do half an hour and they're like no he's eight you can only remember the words to, <laughs> to three songs and uh, yeah and it was uh, 
And that does seem like a blur now, sort of going around, whether it was pubs and clubs, whether it was charity events, mm-hmm. just anything I got invited to, I would do. And mum and dad would, would meet loads of amazing people and, and that kind of led to the competitions or fourth one, yeah, being really supportive. And uh, yeah, they still now, I've still got friends of a lifetime in these different places, which is great, mm-hmm. which is just the nice part of <laughs> me just standing up while Mike. <laughs> So that's good. It's yeah, really yeah. Good. I love it. I love it. Awesome. Awesome. I'm really interested in, I suppose, like when you're growing up and you've got the, your sort of your talent and your passion, mm-hmm. but you've also got, I suppose, school and sort of the academic side of things. How did you go about juggling those two? Well, that's what's tough because in my mind and in most people's mind, they're like, even though school is very important, mm-hmm. especially to my mum and dad, He's going to be a singer. Uh-huh. That's what he's going to do. That's what that's what he does twenty four seven. Yeah, uh, it's in his blood. And well, most kids are playing around football pitches or meeting up at houses at the weekends. Um, and uh, and you could smoke in a bowling club, smoky bowling clubs, performing my songs, and that's yeah. what happened. And uh, it was just something I always done. And it is tough. I was in a I was in a West End show, uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Um, and I remember Wednesdays, I used to leave school at 12 and everyone used to be like, oh, Jack gets to leave school at 12. But really, I was going straight to the theatre to do a matinee show. Mm. Then we'd get our dinner. Then the night show would happen. And then that would, I'd probably get home at about 11, half, about 11, half 11. Wow. Back to bed, back to school at 8 in the morning. Knackered. Yeah. We were knackered. Even though I loved every minute of it, uh-huh. there was days, including homework, where I was pulling my hair out and really? it was mad. It was, it was mad. But wouldn't change it for the world. Wouldn't change <laughs> it for the world. <laughs> Brilliant. What what's been, I suppose, I mean there's there's probably a lot of highlights, but what have what's been sort of the the general theme in your career to date? How's it kind of gone? It goes up and down. And when people when you hear when I hear other people talk about it's like a roller coaster, one day you're here, you can be here. Mm-hmm. It is literally like that. One weekend I can be mobbed where I have I don't have a minute to to get some food down me before I'm doing a sound check or or travelling or I'm eating as as I'm on the go. Mm-hmm. And then other weeks it does just quieten down and things just chill out and you have a wee break and whether it's Facebook stuff or YouTube stuff or press stuff, it does go quiet again. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be release date time. A cover will go, like the Sam Smith cover went really well. Mm-hmm. This hot dub time machine uh, gig I just performed at the weekend. Mm-hmm. It does just go mad. Everybody's <laughs> talking or coming up to you or whatever. And it does go mad and it does just go like a roller coaster in yeah. a good way. Uh-huh. Um, so I can imagine the people at the top, they, they have it busy. They have yeah. it really busy. Yeah, um, yeah. But no, it's great. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a great industry at times. But it can be very, it can be very quiet other times. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, there is still a lot going on behind the scenes. I'll still be in a studio, um, when it looks quiet online. Yeah, I'll, I'll still be in a studio or writing music or making music. So it's great. Always busy. Always great. Yeah, keep busy. It's the way to be <laughs> in it. <laughs> so for anyone that's um, watching or listening that isn't familiar with you or your your kind of music. How would you best describe the style of music that you do? I'm in the pop industry. Okay. I'm pop, pop industry, um, which is great. Um, it seems to be what attracts most wide range yeah. of audience. And I, me personally, I like all different types of music from the stuff my mum brought me up on. Um, 
all different types of music, whether it's musicals, whether it's Motown, whether it's R&B. I love all different types of music. Mm -hmm. But I'm in the pop industry and it's the great way to write. You can write loads of hooks, just catchy things. Yeah. And uh, the more hooks in a song, in a pop song, the better. The more it sticks in people's heads. And I do love, I do love uh, being involved in pop music. It's yeah. great. I, I kind of wondered whether you were in the pop industry out of necessity rather than choice. I know. Well, a lot. Of, well, I think that happens to a lot of people. Uh huh. Um, luckily for me, I get. To, I'm quite. I quite like soul. I do like Motown. I do feel. I, vocally, I put a bit of my soul vocals in in my. Oh, in my pop music anyway. Yeah. In my pop music anyway. So it's great. I get to add a bit of me in all my pop songs anyway. So it's great. Yeah. So it is good. Yeah, yeah. Who, who would you say have been the, the biggest influences on the style of music that you do? Or, oh, or in your I love yourself? I love big vocalists, whether it's female vocalists. Mm -hmm. I do love a lot of big female vocalists. Um but I do love even my mum used to listen to Quincy Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, I love Quincy Jones. I love uh so it's great, but it's weird. Everybody asks the question, what's your favourite song? What's your <laughs> yeah, favourite artist? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, I should just come up with an answer anyway. I should think of an answer for the future, but it's not. It's Literally, I don't want to categorise myself to just saying, oh, I just like Motown, or oh, I just like Soul, I just like power ballads. Yeah. I do like all that mixed together, and uh, it just depends what mood I'm in on the day. Uh -huh. It's fast or slow, so it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've just uh, recently released your latest song, Enough. Um, what's it about? What inspired it? Well, it was for International Youth Day, which mm -hmm. we've just had on mm -hmm. the 12th of August. Um, and it was it was written, hopefully in a clever way, because we wanted to relate uh, to a love aspect. So if somebody's had enough of a relationship, in a relationship, mm -hmm. um or, but we did want uh, to relate to International Youth Day where we've had enough of basically what's been going on in the world, um, whether it's terrorist attacks, yeah. um, government, won't get too deep. But <laughs> yeah, we wanted to relate to International Youth and the fact that me as a young person can relate that through song. That's I was true. really happy we could do that and the song was chosen for mm -hmm. International Youth Day and it was released by Universal Records and we're absolutely over the moon. Yeah. Spotify, Apple Music, get yourself out there. <laughs> <laughs> plug away, get the plug absolutely, in. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Rude not to. So, like, the, the actual process in creating music, how much of a hand do you have in the actual, the writing of it and the creation? I do have a big hand, but we have a great team in the studio, which it's like, grab the cake while you can, get in there <laughs> while you can, because once an idea starts flowing, uh -huh. it's like bang, 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 and everybody dives in, in a good way, and then it's good, and you have to get your input in there, and it's great. But we normally start off with a chorus or a title. Right, okay. We start off with a chorus, and we build around it. The middle eights, which is the breakdown bit, just before your final chorus, mm -hmm. for people that don't know it. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's my strongest point. I love middle eights. I love bringing a song down a level just before you give it that last punch. And... Uh, Middle eight, Mr. Middle eight, and uh, <laughs> so I do. That's my. I, that's where I love it. But building up verses, um, getting it lyrically right, um, I do need hand. It's I'm young, and yeah. I do have my ideas, and it's hard to explain it sometimes. But um, vocally, that's where I where I bring my best part to the party. That's where it, it's down to me. 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the writing's fantastic, and I didn't think I'd ever be getting there at it, but um, I'm so proud of enough, and I'm so glad at where it's went, and the finished article, there's just no better feeling than putting a vocal down, then your producer putting all the bells and whistles, we call it, around it, mm-hmm. and you getting sent your final product and going, that's that's even better than what I thought it was going to be, and it's, and it's everything I wanted it to be. Yeah. And we do chop and change, we go back. I think enough was on mix 12 before we decided it was finished, and mm-hmm. we're really, uh, really, really happy with the finished product. I'm so happy with it. That's great. <laughs> your your last single, I had to look on iTunes, I think it was um, Set It Alight, it was released Set in June 2016. So yeah. more than a year sort of lapsed or passed until your next um, single was released. Uh-huh. Is there like is there a particular rhyme or reason in the, the date at which you released the songs? Or, or? That, well, yeah, I think we don't want to really cross over other major artists for a start. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason enough probably came a bit later was International Youth Day did come about and it did come about months ago where we wanted to put the song in for it mm-hmm. and hopefully we'd hope that we didn't really know if we had a great chance or not being a being a local guy from Edinburgh mm-hmm. you're competing with songs all around the world I didn't get to hear anybody else's songs at the input but you do think there'll be strong competitions out here or yeah. major artists will be going for this yeah. so um, when we got chosen it was a, it was a Good surprise for us, and even though we were very confident in our ability in song, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. we were really, really, really happy that we got chosen. Okay. So, <clears throat> so yeah, um, back to your question. What was the question? Again? <laughs> um, here's me going on a rant again. Uh, I'm trying to remember what the question uh, was now. Um, why, was... Was there a, why was there a year? Between yeah, the, yeah, yes, it's all, yeah, I, and I mean, I don't mean that in any way, um, kind of disparagingly. It's not mm-hmm. a criticism. It's just more. It was, it was, I suppose, an, an observation and also a kind of curiosity as to like the rationale around that. Yeah, uh, uh, to be fair, it's it's loads of different things as well. You want set a light to get a good fair share yeah. before you get another song to block that out the way. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to give set a light a good run. Um, Enough did take a while in the studio. Once you've got once you've got the song there, it's easy to put a vocal down and it, you want to get it right. But we wanted to make sure enough was right. We wanted the remixes. We got loads of remixes for enough. Yeah, I know. Yeah, that... loads of people latched on it, and we literally couldn't knock any of the amazing DJs that are on it back. Um, they all put fantastic work into it. Mm-hmm. Different loads of different genres, kind of yeah. of the song. Yeah. Um, and it's good. Some are really funky. Some are really like heavy in a great way. And mm-hmm. um, so we wanted the remixes to be right, and we just wanted the whole enough package to be the music video. It, it takes a while. You don't think <laughs> really? it, does. it really? does. You could probably squeeze it all in, but to get it all right, it does take a while to get a single to where we want it to be. And uh, I'm really, really happy with it. That it was worth the wait. Hopefully, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. You've performed in front of some, you know, in- incredible high names. Um, you've performed in front of enormous audiences. How do you manage your nerves? I mean, what do you do in, in sort of preparation for doing that? Well, that's a lucky thing. I think starting at a young age, uh-huh. and it is complete luck, because when you give a ki- an eight-year-old kid a microphone and that's just what they do, that's just, that, that's just what I would do. My, my mum and dad just... When I was so young, I didn't even have time to process nerves. 
Hmm. The only time I would remember getting nervous is school events because you're singing in front of your friends. Hmm. You wanted you wanted to do a good job when it's in front of people that matter, friends, or you know somebody's in the audience that can be important to your career. Mm-hmm. That's when a wee bit of nerves kick in, but not too nervous in a way that I could never get up and sing. Nerves that just want to give me a bit more, give me a bit more of a push, a bit more determination and uh-huh. and competitiveness, and I think in a good way. So I think that is complete luck. If you <laughs> gave any of my friends or me even a microphone. Uh, 20, 21, 22 and got me to sting up now I can imagine it'd be really nerve wracking mm-hmm. um, but yeah. when you're 8 you can probably get out, you can get away with anything yeah. and I literally did sing all the time and get luckily enough to perform at some amazing events so yeah. it's just a luck thing I think starting at such a young age mm-hmm. I would lie if I say I didn't get nervous <laughs> obviously when it means something to you um, you want to do a good job Totally. so it's good yeah, yeah. So how do you how do you go about kind of um, practicing and, and refining your singing as, as kind of an art form? Well, I go to, I go to rehearsal rooms um, and I do just work on performing live. Um, the thing is, in a rehearsal room, you can't you can't you can't judge what's going to happen to you with an audience, sort mm-hmm. of thing. So mm-hmm. things happen on stage that you buzz off, like somebody will scream at you, sing along at you. You'll see somebody when you start singing's face light up as if they're like pleasantly surprised or amazed, and and it does. It gives you an extra boost, or you might see a certain part of the audience which is much more buzzing than the other half. So you it drags you over to that side to okay. to sing towards them. Mm-hmm. Or I've had people jump up on stage, <laughs> really, yeah, um, <laughs> grab get very grabby, and it, and it, and it's like you can't. Doesn't matter what you do in a rehearsal room. Just make sure. You're vocally ready because anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah. Music can cut out. <laughs> Luckily, touch wood, nothing happens. Never happens. Never, never really happens. I've had it when I was younger, but not for a very long time. So it's, um, yeah, you can never fully prepare yourself. So, yeah. But just make sure you're well equipped and vocally I'm ready. Nice. Good stuff. Loving these answers. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay. Biased. You're being biased. Say it, to, say it to them all. Um, this this is a, a sort of an opportunity for you to just kind of speak your mind, Jack. Speak. Don't yeah. hold it back on this one. No, what are what are your honest views on on the music industry today? I think it's a very hard industry to be in. Uh-huh. Um, I think without the right team behind you, I've got an amazing team, and I am. That's a complete honest answer. Mm-hmm. I've not. Uh, it can't always be amazing for other artists. I've spoke to loads of different people. Mm-hmm. I've got just such an amazing team behind me and <clears throat> they look after me so well. Anything I don't want to do or do want to do, full support, constant. An amazing producer who's worked with the likes of Kylie Minogue, um, East 17 and wow. hundreds of other names. And so he's just, what he's so great to work with. He just makes it so easy whether I make mistakes mm-hmm. Or whatever, he's just like, no, let's go again. You, you can do that better. And they push me in such the right direction. But, but radio-wise and press-wise, it is. It's really, really hard to get just get your music to the next level. But mm-hmm. I do what I love. And that's the singing for me and producing music. And the people that love it and the people that appreciate it um, makes it all worthwhile. So fingers, uh, <laughs> fingers crossed that... Um, in the coming years, um, people will 
support me a bit more and we'll get that music to reach just a wee bit further and uh, yeah. get more people listening to, to Enough or yeah. Jack Robertson in general. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you're a young guy, you're good looking, you're in excellent shape, <laughs> you've got an amazing voice. You must have, you, but, but genuinely, you must have, I suppose, like detractors or haters or something. Like, do you, um, have you noticed that? I, I think, well, you get on YouTube, you get loads of, you get loads uh-huh. of comments and stuff like that. I, I, I don't really notice them as much. People come up to me and go, oh, did you see this person's comment sort of thing? Yeah, I think there is trolls out there. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I, when people come up to you, People come up to me, whether it's in Edinburgh or London, or, and just say, Jack, I've seen this video. Jack, I've seen uh, your song enough. Or they'll sing a part of your song back to you. There's not a, there's not a better feeling than that. And that support mm-hmm. takes everything else away. And I, I've got a very supportive group of friends and family. So that always helps. And I've got to be honest, I think I'm at a stage where I'm not had much bad or... At all, okay. which is just another lucky thing. Yeah, you might uh-huh. we might do an interview in a few years' time, <laughs> and a song might do really, really well, and the audience is that much wider. There will be a percentage okay. where they, it might just not be their type of music. Whether yeah. they they might be into heavy rock or heavy metal, which I love as well, mm-hmm. but it's not their type of music. Um, people, uh, so people go against the pop industry a bit. So, um, yeah, I might get a bit more of it at the moment. It might just be luck. I'm putting it down to luck. <laughs> um, but yeah, luckily I've met a lot of nice people along the way and not not many bad. That's good. So That's good. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. Long may it continue. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of questions for you around um, social media. Yeah. So in terms of your current social media, like how does your, your accounts work? Do you manage your own accounts? I manage my com- own accounts completely. I have, when we first released Enough, I met with a social media team, Maledro, who are a fantastic couple of boys who look after me. And they kind of say, um, oh, we need to do maybe a bit of this or maybe do a bit of that. And it could be anything. Mm -hmm. It could be putting up more photos, putting up clips of the songs. And and it's great. It's great that they've they've done that. I'm on it every day anyway, all Mm -hmm. different types of social media. Um, They are very... They're very pushy, but in a great way. In a great way, because they just want me to succeed. So hmm. they just want me to get my music out there. So everything they're doing is so it benefits me. And I'm so glad that um, I do need that kick sometimes. <laughs> I've got to be honest, hands yeah. up. I need a kick sometimes when it comes to social media. And uh, it is a part of the industry which needs that, that it needs to happen. And I'm yeah. so glad that um, it does, because if it wasn't for these guys... My music wouldn't have reached uh, certain people out there, so I'm so glad that they've been there to help support this single, especially. Mm. Good stuff. Uh, your your Sam Smith cover has on YouTube has had some amount of views. Like I recently checked, about 118,000. Yeah. Uh, what what do you think of YouTube as a platform for emerging artists? YouTube is a fantastic platform. Yeah. Um, I know with Facebook you can't put anything up anymore due to covers. Um, due to copyright reasons, right? oh, I didn't yeah. So all you can do is put your link to YouTube. That that's all you can get away with now. Mm-hmm. And uh, so for upcoming artists, I can't. You have to thank YouTube actually in a way because yeah. even though it, it gets taken for granted that people can put their stuff up for free, yeah. 
Um, so it is a great, great platform that artists can put their covers up, their original music, and it's there for it, for us to do. Because otherwise, there's nothing. There is absolutely nothing that mm. connects so many people around the world. So, yeah. And the Sam Smith cover was just an idea I had. It was completely me. went to my management and said, I love Sam Smith's voice. Um, I use my, my falsetto, my high range as much as him. Mm-hmm. Whatever this Bond song is, we're going to give it a go. So I jumped on a train at six in the morning. The first play of Sam Smith writing on the wall was at seven or eight. I got sent at seven or eight on the train, heard all the high notes, started to panic, turned the train round. <laughs> and uh, and I couldn't practice. There was people sleeping around me. And literally I went to the studio at about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock that day, went through it for an hour. Mm-hmm. Nailed it down on the track. Uh, My producer put bells and whistles around it, the (laughs) violins, all the different orchestra. And um, we put it up at 6pm that night after the first play was at 8 in the morning. And that was the best idea we had because, well, everybody was searching Sam Smith writing on the wall. Yeah. They were coming across this local Edinburgh boy um, doing a version as well. (laughs) And it just worked. And it worked fantastic. So, and now I'm known for it. I can't walk in anywhere or do a gig without, oh, I hope you're doing that Sam Smith song. <laughs> right. So, it's a burden in a way, but I love performing it. Do you? And uh, I love using that part of my voice, and it, it's not in many other songs. Um, so, yeah. it's good. So, I love it. Yeah. And it is, it's weird. You're the guy that done the Sam Smith cover. <laughs> <laughs> not you're the guy that sang his original song enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, that it, it takes them to it probably takes them to my original material. Exactly, yes. So that's why it's there and it's great and yeah. I'm so so glad for it. And it did it got me a lot of nice TV coverage and press and I'm so glad for it. Uh-huh. And uh, so yeah, it's a, it's another stepping stone in my career which just went really well. Definitely, yeah, yeah. Do you see any potential for a collaboration with Sam Smith? Oh, if he's up for it. You'll yeah. need to ask him. You'll need to ask him for me. I don't okay. know his number. <laughs> I'll, I'll get in touch with him on that basis. <laughs> yeah, that that would be collaborations be really are really up there now. Uh-huh. Whether it's artists like um well, when it's like mine, Zara Larson, um stuff like that. Collaborations it with DJs. Uh, yeah. They seem to be really big at the moment. Uh-huh. Real stepping stone, whether it's Sia and David Guetta yeah, yeah. Um, and stuff like that. There is yeah. DJs or other singers. Collaborations are really big for getting singers on a platform these days. Mm. But it's just getting the opportunity. And uh, hopefully one day it'll arise. How, do, how would the opportunity come about? That's what I don't... I wouldn't know. I've got a great management team who has a, um, who's worked with a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. So you'd hope that they might come across me one day and over the gigs. And it just takes that one person probably, doesn't it? To just say... Oh, I know, da da da. Who's mm. looking to collaborate with a male vocalist? Yeah. Um, so, it literally, I think it just hopefully comes about by doing as many gigs as possible, keep putting as much content up as possible, doing what I love best, sing, and uh, hopefully something something more comes about. Comes about. Comes mm. about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, let's talk musically. I've seen a lot of your videos on uh, Facebook. Musically. <laughs> so, like, how does it... It, it looks as though it's quite um, kind of polished. It looks as though there's quite a lot of work goes into it. It's this app that just ta- that has just taken off recently. Uh-huh. Um, 
which there's a lot of big artists on at the moment, a lot of big artists on Musical.ly, and uh, that looks so, when I first seen it, I thought, it, it, it does look complicated, and good ones, they are quite hard to yeah. get your position of your camera right. Um, I'm not massively into selfies or selfie videos, but it's a part where it does seem to connect people that it was something that was just coming up constantly. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you go on Musical.ly, add me on Musical.ly? So I had to check it out. Yeah. And um, yeah, and even though all the edits, they're so simple to do. Anybody that wants to use Musical.ly, the, all the edits are on the right, whether it's like a, a reverse or a speed up or a slow motion. It's all there and it's all, all takes seconds to do. You can do a Musical.ly in 30 seconds. Seriously? And, and with a quick edit, all the edits are on the right. And you, it looks so hard to do, but it's, it's not. It's so simplified for everybody. And that's why people of all ages... I've got girl, little girls or guys at five years old, six years old sending me music plays and no stuff way. like that. And it's great. Oh and it's, um, it is, it's such a simplified app and yeah. it can look great if you, yeah, yeah. if you do it right. It can look great if you do it right. And it's a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of fun. Right. I know I probably do it a bit too much, but it is a bit of fun. You must get a bit of stick from the lads though. Well, the boys, <laughs> the boys, the boys love a selfie, don't they? So, <laughs> The boys, just, the, my my friends, they are very supportive and they do come a lot of my gigs. But you're right, there is a part of the industry that I do what they call me a spice boy. There's not only being oh, a bit of a spice is boy, is it? That's allowed. That's allowed. <laughs> Could be worse names out there, eh? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You've had um, an extremely decorated career to date, as per the you know the introduction. What would you say has been your your sort of biggest highlight to date? I was very young when I got to perform for the Bee Gees concert. Um, I knew who Lulu was, being Scottish. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew who the Spice Girls were and Mel C when I met Mel C from the Spice Girls. So that was huge for me. I didn't realise probably how huge it was until I went back into school and I was getting called out of class to take paper interviews over the phone. Oh my God. And the school always allowed it as long as I mentioned Lebanon High School, which is the school I went to. <laughs> so uh, you'd get the head teacher going, say Lebanon High School, say Lebanon High School. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which was fine. And I had a great, great um, chemistry with uh, my teachers. They knew what I was doing on the outside, but they treated me so normal. Mm. And that's what I loved. Mm-hmm. I went, when I went back to school, it was very normal. But they always knew, they would always ask, Jack, are you singing this weekend? Jack, have you got this? Have you got that? And to sing with a, B, with a BG, yeah. um, it did just, it did change my life and probably made school a lot, a lot easier because speaking to other people, a lot of people do approach me and do talk about how they find it hard to be a musician in school. Mm-hmm. You don't get, you get support, but you get don't get a lot of great support. Mm-hmm. And... And it, and it would be tough maybe for the normal person trying to develop their music when it can be easy to get maybe a tough time. And yeah. I think that's where, again, lucky, absolutely lucky. Mm. I just, in first year, bang, you sang with a BG. That's what Jack does. <laughs> Jack that sings. I'm known as Jack that sings. And that's always offered that support, to be honest, whether mm-hmm. it was teachers or that. So it's good. I've been really, really lucky. <laughs> No, okay. What do you think you'd be doing if you weren't singing? 
Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I would hope it'd be something to do with the music industry. Yeah. I love music. I do love music. Um, I do I do play instruments to a degree for the writing side. Mm. I couldn't, if you asked me to get up and play a, mu- a song all the way through while I was singing, not possible. But I like to know my instruments so that if it gets to a chorus, I could go... Uh, I want that to go to a D chord or I want that to go to a minor or major. And I do want that knowledge just so I've got it for writing so I can tell my producer how I'd like it to sound or how I wouldn't like it to sound. Mm-hmm. So if I wasn't singing, I really don't know what I'd do. I would hope that I would maybe just develop my knowledge a bit more instrumental-wise and yeah. uh, I'd be involved in it in a different sort of way. Um, I would hope... But apart from that, um, I don't have much other love loves. I like normal things. I'm a yeah. fo- football daft. Uh-huh, and, yeah. <laughs> uh, but watching, never playing. St- kept away from the playing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and so stuff like that. Apart from that, not much passion for uh, anything else. For but you never know. You never yeah. know where the world takes you. So. Hmm. I'll stick to the singing just now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I think music is your thing. It's, it's, it's good as well. <laughs> so at this stage, I'd really like to probably go a little bit deeper um, and and ask some of the you know kind of bigger, more philosophical uh, topics. That's I, I know that you're a young guy and kind of you know you probably got a lot of self exploration to do, mm-hmm. but um, it would be interesting at this stage in your life to kind of see what what you think. Yeah, I know. I'd love. I do love deeper questions. I yeah. just feel like. I don't know if it's because of my age or that. Not much has happened to me yet. I don't. I know, I've always. I do love when when people want to know a bit more about Jack, other than his music side. Yeah. But just to pre warn you, Elliot, I've had quite a nice roller coaster so far. And <laughs> <laughs> There's not much to tell, but we'll go. But we'll it's, go for it. We'll go for it. I think it's it, what's interesting. You know, it's kind of you, you normalize the experiences that you have in life. So, for example, the stuff that you did in your younger years, performing, you know, recently in front of like five to ten thousand people. Like, yeah. That's just your life. You know, you, that's my life completely. <laughs> it it still doesn't stop me from singing in front of five family members at a Christmas party. Do you know what I mean? That's the way it goes. And yeah. The, <laughs> and when I was lucky enough to perform with Little Mix, um, I would never forget it. I got a phone call saying, Jack, we've, would you like to come along and sing at the festival? And I'm like, I'm at the SECC at the moment. And they were like, well, you wouldn't be on till about 12. And I was like, to be honest, I'll be back in Edinburgh for about half 10. Are you, are you sure? Oh, well, you'd be saving us. And I went from performing that night I don't even know what the capacity was of the SECC, but it was thousands. To two hours later, I maybe performed in front of 30 or 40 people. 30 <laughs> or 40 people in the Edinburgh Festival. Really? And my, I'm glad I got the chance to sing again because I was buzzing. Uh-huh. But it was just one of the experiences where these 30 people were just and probably just as happy to see me as maybe 30 people in this SEC crowd, but it was just, it was amazing. And it just shows you where reality is and singing is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't, and um, I really hope that, I, get, I hope I do do the bigger stuff. I know some people, I know some singers that love the, especially jazz singers, I know jazz singers that just love intimate gigs. Mm. They love gigs, small venues, 
have a drink and enjoy peaceful jazz music, mm. me, I get an adrenaline rush. When I hear when I hear people shouting my name or singing back to me, or you can't even see past the first 20 rows because the spotlights are stuff, unless a spotlight goes over the audience. The buzz, I just, the buzz, I just, the adrenaline, I could run up and down that stage all day. Love it. It's a, just a buzz I can't describe. Yeah. It's great. So, but yeah, you have to normalise, you have to normalise these things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so first question uh would be, you know, in terms of your kind of purpose in life, what do you think would would uh, would be your purpose? Um, maybe if, if music make, can make you feel 10 million different types of emotions without getting too deep, it can, mm-hmm. at once. Mm-hmm. It, music takes you back to places. It's weird how a song can just take you back to somewhere. Yeah. I, I don't know why it does that, but a song can just take you back to a place and you don't even know why sometimes. Maybe it's just one word in the song, one lyric. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the fact that when I used to do maybe slower songs or deeper songs when I was younger and I would see people tearing up in the audience mm-hmm. or stuff like that, when you have that effect on people that bring back nice memories in a way that actually reduce them to tears, mm-hmm. it's just a feeling that's incredible. It's crazy. It is crazy that it can do that. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, so if my music could make people feel really happy or take them back to a memory or even if my song was getting played in clubs or parties mm-hmm. and then my song in the future would bring them back to that memory, I would really hope that that would just be, a, that would be amazing that my, song, that my songs could maybe do that yeah. to bring back memories in people's lives or yeah. make them have an emotion or, or feel stuff. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, it's funny. I'm just trying to think off the top of my head, there aren't many things that affect people emotionally in the same way that music does. Oh, I, I know, and it does affect everybody. Whether I meet the the toughest guy in, the, in Edinburgh, <laughs> it doesn't matter who it is. They could yeah. be the gruffest guy who won't say two words to anybody. They'll <laughs> come up to me and talk to me like normal and say, Jack, I loved that. I loved your... Sam Smith song or I loved you and it'll be a song you don't even expect uh-huh. and it'll be like yeah music hits all different types of people whether they're shy mm. gruff or whether they're completely the opposite and mm-hmm. it's great <laughs> and that's what's amazing <laughs> and you don't realise that that's the deep side of it really the other side is it just enjoy my music <laughs> <laughs> have fun if you like it play it and have fun yeah. but it is it is weird how when you do look into it a bit too much, maybe people say it is. It, it does do stuff to people, and it's great. Yeah, yeah. What What would you like your legacy to be? I'd like a number one. Yeah, I've always, I've, I've, I've always. They've had to take it, taken my dream away a bit because <laughs> my dream was to walk into a HMV and see myself on the top shelf, on the first. On the on the on the first spot on the top shelf of HMV, yeah. or even or if it's your Sainsbury's or whatever it is, uh-huh. um, I wanted to walk into a music shop and me be on the and that that's when I'd feel like I'd done I'd done it. I would still carry on after it, but that's when I'd feel like right, I'm here. That's my job for life, <laughs> and I can develop this. Yeah, but now it's all live stream, isn't it? It's all, I know there's still CDs, mm-hmm. I know people still say that, but um, it is, it's all about your streams now, 
radios go and stream plays and YouTube plays yeah. more than your physical uh, and your physical disc. So, yeah, but that is the dream <laughs> to get to, to get up the charts and people know Jack as a sing, as a singer who sang enough or sang whatever mm-hmm. songs were, we will produce <laughs> in the future. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's I suppose this like the science of getting a number one. How does your track perform well? What does it need I to do? I think back in the day, what what is frustrating is back in the day it was just word by mouth. If your song was yeah. good, if you'd done enough singing, <laughs> it would be carried about. That physical CD would be passed on to family members or somebody would play it to your mum or grandma or auntie and yeah. they'd play it to another five different people and it just developed that way. Now, you're competing with an industry where it is very about maybe who you know more than what you know. Mm-hmm. That's just my guess. And um, yeah, so I'm hoping that the right people are listening to my music at the moment. And yeah. if not, the right people are helping me out by pushing it to the right people. Yeah. And it does just take support. It's it's like anything. It's like sport. If you've got that person that, that believes in you a bit and is willing to put in the groundwork and help you out, there is only so much I can do and hope that other people are willing to give me a bit back mm-hmm. a bit. So it's fingers crossed. Fingers mm-hmm. crossed I'm going to keep doing what I do best and hoping that there is people out there that are willing to help me along the way. Keep keep making musically videos, I think, is the uh, Yeah, key yeah, track. we'll do that, we'll do that. We'll do that as an extra. <laughs> keep me happy. <laughs> what would you say you're most grateful for in your life? The support of, I know, and it's an obvious answer, but it is, I just think if I didn't have the support of my family, this travelling in my younger years, mm-hmm. travelling down and up from London, um, daft things, when I sing it, big things like getting suits, having to turn up, do all these freebies, but for amazing opportunities, it must be really hard for people to support their kids and what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody, and it is just another luck thing again and the hard work that my mum and dad have put in over the years to be able to support me in what I do support my brother in anything he wants to do mm-hmm. He's not, he doesn't um, follow the music business um, he follows me but that he's, he's a computer techie he loves his uh, and they support him in anything he wants to do whether it's conferences he wants to do or different types of work or different machinery mm-hmm. he wants to have and it is just complete support. And it is, it is amazing. You don't realise that there is probably a, a lot of good singers out there mm. that just don't have the support to get themselves out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I've been really lucky. Really, really lucky. And yeah. I just, and I have to thank them for that. Because, and I'm not just doing it to be nice. It's <laughs> just, as the fact where I wouldn't, I couldn't be um, producing music like I was today if it wasn't for the support of mum and dad especially love that answer great stuff it's an obvious answer but it's the truth but yeah exactly say it from the heart so yeah Mm -hmm. in terms of you know you must have days where you're just like I can't face singing another song I just can't get out of bed at you know five or six in the morning what is it that at the core just drives you to to keep going to be honest I I still have an amazing social life and uh, that might go, that might go in time when mm-hmm. if stuff does take off, but at the moment I do have days off. 
have days where I just go to the gym yeah. and see friends, watch football, um, go out, meet my fr- friends at night or people I've met over the years with singing, go to nights out, nightclubs. I have a great, I'm really, I have a good social life. And mm-hmm. so when the days do come when I'm singing, I'm ready for it. I've not had, I've, I've not had days where I've had probably a month of singing. I've not even had a full, the first to the 31st of singing every day. I've never ever had that. I've always had two or three days um, where it's just rehearsing or studio. And mm. and it's not, so, I've, yeah, I've got a great social life. So that might change. You might ask this question again <laughs> in a year or two years time. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it might be, oh yeah, I could do a day off. This is what drives me. But at the moment, yeah. uh, I actually miss it after two days, two days of just gymming it um, and hmm. and chilling. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I, I don't know what what drives me is I love performing live. Hmm. I love performing live. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, hmm. that's, it. that's the answer. <laughs> you, you mentioned your uh, gym a couple of times. I kind of have to ask you, you are in really good shape. What does your diet and your gym regime consist of? I just, I never used to be. I was tiny in school. Yeah. I was really small. Um, my mum and dad always said I'd take a stretch. But my mum said the family's really small. My dad said the family are really tall. So it was just luck that I was going to go 50-50. I was either going to stay tiny or I was going to go tall. <laughs> and um, it was something that I kind of had an idea of to get me up in the morning because I was singing late at night. And it would leave me in bed really late, like stupidly late during mm-hmm. the day. And so it was a kind of idea to get me up early in the morning, but it didn't really work. I still get up, I'm quite bad in the mornings unless I've got something to do, but I still kind of keep that gym going on my days off. So if I'm happy two, three days a week, mm-hmm. diet, um, I try. I, eat, I used to eat really bad. <laughs> I've kind of changed that a bit. People used to go, I can't believe the way you are when you're eating three takeaways a week or four takeaways a week. <laughs> But maybe that's just another luck thing. Metabolism. And yeah, yeah. It's not going to last, is it? So no, it's not going to no, last. So I'll enjoy it while I'm, while I'm young. Yeah. I'll enjoy it while I'm young. Yeah. <laughs> How do you define success? What does success look like to you? Um, where I can make a living from waking up in the morning and going, which I do now. I do wake up in the morning and go, I sing, I sing for a living. Yeah. What's your job? I'm a singer. That's that's my job. <laughs> what else do you do? Do you have a part time job? No. I'm a singer full time. That's what I do. But success for me probably would be doing that um with a nice lifestyle. With maybe just even mimic the lifestyle mum and dad have had. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with that. Mum and dad have had a um a great lifestyle. They've worked hard for it and they've been able to support me from the way they've done it. And I'd like to maybe to do the same to other singers or uh, now you talk about kids well, <laughs> years and uh, Oof, uh, so but yeah but basically have a basically have the right have uh, wake up as a singer full time and know that I'm financially comfortable yeah to to do that for life to hmm. do that for life that's success for me mm-hmm. but a number one is success for me yeah success would be a number one and I wouldn't stop at just one either if I did have that that isn't my peak point so okay. it's, there's no point in saying that's success for me and that's my peak point and I'd be happy because yeah. I'm too competitive for that 
<laughs> I'm too competitive for that. I'd have to, <laughs> um, but be the stepping stone that would put me, put me on the top of that cliff. To be honest, I'd be really, really happy with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who or what inspires you? Who or what inspires me? Um, I don't know. Loads of different things inspire you. I think maybe just what you see on telly when you hear someone on the radio. You think, mm-hmm. I could do that <laughs> on the telly. You could say, I could do that. Yeah. Um, um, and that's probably what inspires me. Just watching other artists, singers that are completely original, that, that's a lie. They, they've, they've, in the, their youth, them growing up, they won't even maybe realise they're doing it, but they take maybe take bits and pieces from other artists, from music, mm-hmm. and it does make them original because they've put it all into one basket, but, um, yeah, just watching other people, it inspires you, and it, and it does make you original if you make it your own, in a way, but it, it does come from other artists and other people's work, and uh, so mm-hmm. that's what inspires me to keep going. But, um, yeah, then the gigs that I've done, as we mentioned, I've been really lucky to do, that's what inspires me mm-hmm. to keep going. The moments... Uh, of buzz, of coming off that stage, wanting to run right back on and do the whole thing again. Uh, that's kind of what keeps you going and inspires you. Yeah. <laughs> in, in five years' time, you'll be 27, yeah. right? Given my age away. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what do you think you'll be doing when you're 27? What do you see yourself doing in five years? Singing. Just singing. I'll, hopefully I'll be singing. I'll just, hopefully I'll keep getting phone calls and emails that say, Jack, you're doing this. You're doing that. We've got this gig. Do you fancy doing that? And that's what I hope I'm doing. Mm-hmm. With songs that people sing back to me. <laughs> My own songs that people sing back to me. That That's the dream, probably. In, fi- in five years' time, that I've got the songs that people are singing back to. And it's a Jack Robertson record. Yeah. That, that's, that's probably the dream, isn't it? I love it. Love it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's I can right. get behind that. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. Um, what's the best piece of advice you've ever received? I don't know. Every, I'm, it's really nice. I feel like a lot of people that I speak to, when I get to speak to them for a while, they go, oh, it's great, Jack, that you're grounded. And I'd hope I'm grounded. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my dad would give me a big kick up there, you know, if I, <laughs> if I wasn't. And my granddad, and uh, but I think it's just because I've been singing at a young age as well, and yeah. I think um, I don't know any different. I haven't. Maybe if I'd had the norm, maybe some people that have the normal life, um, well, define normal, but people <laughs> that have a day to day nine to five, and then do get that bit of fame. Yeah. Um, you may see people in the press really just knock people back or don't do their bits for charity, and. I've always grown up wanting to do my bits for charity and mm-hmm. people do say, Jack, it's so nice to see you're grounded or you've come and helped us today or you do your bits and <clears throat> people do say and it's great and stay that way. And yeah. people do always say, stay stay the way you are. And I would hope that, and I, I know that, I'll never change. That's the way I am. And mm-hmm. um, you either love what you love or you hate what you hate. And, I hope, <laughs> and, uh, and uh, it's really nice. And so stay grounded. But best bit of advice is... Um, Probably being in London as well. Best bit of advice is Scotland's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget my roots. 
I'll like to let everybody know I'm an Edinburgh boy and I'm from Scotland. Mm-hmm. But London's where it's happening. Okay. And the studio, the team is incredible. And I just can't thank them enough for what the way they've been mm-hmm. and the way they treat me. And so for any other, if I could pass on advice I've been given yeah. to any other singers uh-huh. out there, London is a great platform. <clears throat> Don't just go there and and live there for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. Find, do your research, look online, find there is managers, producers, writers, there is a lot of writers out there willing to willing to help. Mm-hmm. So find out who they are and then um, there'll be, there's at least, I can guarantee there's at least 20 top writers in London that'll take a day out of their time to sit with you. Yeah. And, uh, and, and get a record, get a record down. So, well, then it's up to them to find the studio and all the rest. That's the hard bit. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Just uh, just get contacts and get yourself out there as much as possible mm-hmm. through social media yeah. and through uh, and through face to face. I love face to face. Yeah. Yeah. Social media is great, but mm-hmm. Elliot, this is this is where it's at. Face to face. I'm absolutely with you. Totally agree. Totally agree. <laughs> Ordinarily, I would ask um, if you had the opportunity to speak to your twenty year old self, what you would you say? But obviously, you know, that's not that long. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, frame it in this way. If you could speak to your 15-year-old self, what, what advice or, or what would you say to him? Oh, everything. It's weird because everything that's happened in life is like the reason I am where I am today, maybe. Or, But you're probably saying what, would, what could make, give you that extra push telling yourself something at 15? Um... I was maybe a bit lackadaisical in my younger days. I was a teenager. I was at school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to go. I like to do social things. I like to go to the football. I like to spend time with the family and friends. Loads of time with friends. A week doesn't go by where I don't like spending at least a day with my with my friends. And uh, so yeah, I wouldn't, it's all made me the person I am today. Um, I joined a band for a while. I yeah. wouldn't. I wouldn't change that for the world. I've got friends of, for a lifetime. It taught me a lot of good lessons um, on the way the music industry works. Um, and so everything did seem a stepping stone. And yeah, every year or couple of years, something amazing has happened. Mm-hmm. Whether it's singing with incredible artists or meeting my writer or meeting my producer or management. So everything's kind of worked out right. If someone did start to progress now, I feel like the timing's probably a bit perfect. Hmm. It is because I've, I've, have d- done all the things socially I, I would love to do, and mm-hmm. yeah, I'd still like my boys' holidays and I'd still like my football days away. But that can go and hold. I've had it. I've had it for yeah. the last three, four years. <clears throat> so, if this is the time to kick on, it's now. It's now. The support needs to be now. Need to kick on now. Yeah. If a song started to make it and I was singing three hundred odd days of the year, hmm. whether it would knock me out or not, I would do it for a good for a good five, ten years and for the rest of my life. And there's plenty of time for uh, my social stuff after it. So mm. um, there isn't much I'd say in my 15-year-old cell. Just just keep singing. And when when your mum and dad are pushing you, <laughs> they're doing it for the right reasons. <laughs> <laughs> if you could change anything in the world, what would it be and why? Mm, anything in the world. 
Oh, you're going to have to cut this <laughs> because you're going to give me a bit of time here. <laughs> That's uh, fine. Change anything in the world. <clears throat> um, I wish there was a platform where I could uh, get my music out there at a wider range. Interesting. That's, and that could mean anything, really. But <laughs> I feel like my music does get out there on social media fantastically well. I've got an amazing label and team that get my music out there. Radio pluggers, radio stations that are behind me, fantastic. Mm -hmm. Just getting that wider, wider, wider audience that's not that does just get your music out there a bit more. There is the TV shows out there that do that. Mm -hmm. um, I've, it's a great platform for some people I'm just being lucky that I have had my label behind me that I can write and produce music the way I do mm. and uh, yeah and so yeah just maybe be a different way to get my music out there even if it's like globally uh -huh. uh, International Youth Day was a great way of doing that mm -hmm. but America's massive mm -hmm. and they love their UK artists yeah. I, I don't know the percentages exactly but Compared to the size of America, compared to the size of the UK, yeah, yeah. the UK produces as much music worldwide and is listened to as much as America does. Wow. When you think that, I can tell you how much bigger America is to the UK. Significantly. But significantly <laughs> bigger. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> so the fact that the UK artists, so much great music is produced in London and it's, and it's loved so much in America, it'd be great if there was a platform that you could just send your music to that there was just a guy that goes, we love that, we don't, we love that, we don't, we love that, we don't. And there was a platform that maybe yeah. got your music out there a bit easier. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I'm lucky as well because 20 years ago, it was uh, sending out by the mail. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can't send it through email. Yeah. So at the end yeah. of the day, there's a lot of more... There's a lot more competition probably now as well. Uh -huh. but, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I suppose for any um, budding entrepreneurs out there, that's potentially a, a problem to solve. Yeah, like so. I said, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, brilliant. Jack, I've loved speaking with you. It's been so much fun. Elliot, um, sorry it didn't go too deep, but maybe you might ask me in five years' time and there might be a lot more to talk about. <laughs> no, I've had a great time. Thank you for having me. You're absolutely welcome. Um, you know, I, I massively admire your um, your groundedness and your humility given the success that you've had. And uh, yeah, you're a, you're a great guy and I, oh. wish you, I wish you genuinely all the best and I can't wait to see you at number one spot. Oh, thank you. Fingers crossed, eh? Yeah, yeah, Fingers absolutely. Crossed. Thank you, Elliot. No, it's been a pleasure. So. Fingers crossed. All right. Cheers, Jack. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for listening to Inspired Edinburgh. Please come and find us on social media and leave us a review on iTunes. Many thanks.